Hello and welcome to the third Shuffle Duster podcast uh, with me, Joel Mellinger, and I'm very excited to uh, say that I've got two uh, very special guests with me today. Got uh, Genevieve Steele. Hello. Uh, hello, hello, Genevieve, and Tim Gutteridge. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. and uh, these are two fine comic actors who I've been admiring from afar for a very, very long time and thought it would be wonderful uh, to have them on the show. So, uh, welcome, guys. Thank, Thank you very much. Welcome to Chuckle Duster. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, have you been chuckling today? A lot. I have yeah. done a lot of chuckles. Yeah. A fair few chuckles. A lot of yeah. chuckles. Okay. Not a lot of dusting, though. No dusting. That's no. why this place is an absolute state. Yeah. yeah. It could do with one. Yeah. <laughs> you really could. You yeah. really could. We are in a, uh, we're in a lovely rehearsal room uh, in, in, in East London. And uh, no, it's really, really marvelous place, marvelous place. And um, yes, so uh, uh, so guys, what we normally do on the Chuckle Duster podcast is um, we just have a chat, really. Um, okay. um, funnily enough, there are people out there who like listening to us just chew the fat. So um, that's all we're going to do. But um, why don't you just uh, tell everyone a little bit about yourself, uh, Genevieve? What uh, what sort of comic uh, comedy experience have you got? Um, mainly by myself. Uh, in a lonely room writing things that uh, have very little consequence to the world image um, right. but uh, you know I'm hoping to uh, claim back the tragedy right. and, and make it a positive situation that's a wonderful idea Good. I think you know that's, that's the way of, uh, <laughs> of living your life isn't it you know yeah. just looking at tragedy and having a chuckle <laughs> yeah just uh, as long as it's your own tragedy other people get quite cross otherwise yeah I've they found. do a little bit yeah yeah. So I did it at a funeral once and woo, it did not go down well. Inappropriate. Yes, it was, yes. And um, uh, I should just say, if you can hear, uh, uh, we are in a rehearsal room, so if you can hear other people uh, yabbering away in the background, that's just your other favourite uh, dusters doing their thing. Um, Tim, well, how about yourself? What sort of uh, comedy background have you got? Well, I, uh, I live in London and I've That's done, funny. Yes, yeah. that's funny. That's, yeah. you know, that, that's hilarious in itself. Yeah. And I've done News Review and I'm taking a show to the Edinburgh Festival this year, Ooh. a comedy play called Buckle Up, and I've been part of a comedy musical improv show called Show Offs. So um, I enjoy comedy. I enjoy it. Excellent. I'm glad. Yes. Yeah. It's always bad if you don't enjoy yeah, comedy. Yeah, and you're still doing it. Yes. That's that's really that. I mean, that's the tragedy yeah. again that yeah. we, yes. we'll come back to. Yes. Um, wonderful. So, yeah, what we're going to do, uh, what we do is, this is our third podcast. So, we're going to be talking about um, things that relate to the number three. Uh, some of these ideas have, have come from our adoring uh, followers on on Twitpants, and um, some of them have come from people we know. But uh, these are number three related uh, topics. The first one is 3D. What do we think about 3D? It's everywhere at the moment, isn't it, 3D? What's well, quite heavy by the sound of things. Yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm not entirely for it. It gives me a little bit of a headache watching a 3D film uh-huh. that goes on and on and on. And I'm actually I'm quite happy with 2D. I sort of prefer 2D. I guess I'm just getting old, old man. Do you think so? But, I mean, you say that, because 3D's been around since, like, the 1950s. Yes. So, but, I mean, yeah. I, I remember 3D. It was those the weird coloured um, lenses on the cardboard glasses, and you've got those sketches, those sketchbooks. Yes. Do you remember they them? They were great. You used to be able to get 3D glasses from cereal boxes as well. That's right, yeah. They were and two a penny in the old days. Now you've got to pay a tenner at a cinema. Yeah, yeah. I've only been to a couple of um, 3D performances. My wife wears glasses, so she's sort of, you know, she can't be bothered to have to waste a pair of contact lenses yeah. on a, uh, on a you know, <laughs> performance. You need 3D contact lenses. Well, you probably will be able to get them soon, but... Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. It's I'm sure there are certain films where it's probably I heard like Gravity was a, a, yeah. amazing. I can under, oh, and what's that? The other one, the Christopher Nolan one. Yeah. Um, you know, they go to the. I, I, I can describe it. Interstellar. I haven't Interstellar. seen it. Interstellar. Yeah, I remember my um, dad even saying like he has a memory of watching an old old western when he was really young and sort of a, a spear coming coming out at the audience. You know? Right. So it has been around for years and years. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just quite happy with my 2D. I'm just quite happy in my 2D world. Yeah, yeah. I think so. I think, I think the storytelling has got to be the most important thing. Because it's philosophical yes. and it's cod philosophy. Oh, I yes. want to make that absolutely clear. Yeah. Can the human condition um, be described in two dimensional or three dimensional terms, do you think? We have questions, but no answers. Mm. Hence, philosophy. Right, is that one of your own or have you quoted that? Uh, it's one of my own, but I, I, you know, I wish it was someone else's. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't responsible for it. <laughs> Brilliant. Yes, yeah. I, yes, I know that yeah. feeling. Very well. Yeah. <laughs> well, I suppose crap drama and crap comedy is two-dimensional. People say, people yeah. use that, don't yeah. they? Oh, it's so two-dimensional. I just didn't see any depth in that one. Yes, absolutely. Like an episode, I'm not going to actually mention exact TV shows because I'm still at a stage in my career where I'd like to be invited to perform on some of <laughs> yes, those. So yes, I will withhold yes. judgment. Let's not, let's not mention names. <laughs> no, let's not mention names. I'm sorry about that, listeners, but we are all working actors and we're, we're looking for work. You know, that's the way it goes. Um, wonderful. So 3D. There we go. I think nobody ever needs to talk about 3D again because we've wrapped that up yeah we've sussed it we have but thanks for the question no worries thank you for the question I don't actually know I can't remember who that was from um great podcast so far um now apparently the three in Chinese I don't know if that's Mandarin or Cantonese let's say Mandarin apparently when you say the number three in Mandarin it sounds a little bit like the Mandarin for the word lucky they're very similar, sort of like it's a weather weather situation. That's like weather with an E A and the weather with an E T H. I'm saying that for both the benefit of uh, of Tim and Genevieve and the listeners. They're <laughs> looking at me like, what are you talking about? Um, but yeah, so uh, I think that is the reason why three is such a lucky number uh, for the Chinese um, and for other people. Uh, do you have any lucky numbers? Well, seven, seven, see. You know, that's, that's quite a usual, quite a traditional lucky number. Mm-hmm. So, which I do, yeah, I do think it's lucky. Yeah. For no scientific reason, just, just a hunch. Yes, I'm <laughs> glad you didn't try and say there was yeah. a scientific <laughs> reason, because I yeah. would have been on <laughs> very been shaky a... grounds. <laughs> Although maybe, you know, we'd have had an amazing theory. Yeah. Isn't there a study of numerologists? Numerology? Is there a study? Yeah, people say weird stuff behind each number and it means something and people are attracted to different numbers mm. or something. I don't, yeah, I don't know if I've ever had a lucky number. I'm not sure, I mean, enthralling as an anecdote that is. I'm just trying to think. I, I'll never forget um, my first telephone number. Um, but I don't know if it was the days when you had landlines... Um, in every house and you know there was one per house and when they rang me and my sister would run towards the the telephone try and be the first one to pick it up and we'd always say the number um, just rattle it off um, like that try and sound professional so proud yeah (laughs) proud proud of your number yeah try and be really professional eight year olds and say it with a flourish da 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 um, and uh, yeah, that's that's lodged in in my memory that number, and I'm cr- I can't even remember like my wife's mobile phone number, which is she constantly uh, reminds me that is a shortcoming, which is a failure of uh, we've been married five years, well, we've been together five years. See, I can't remember how long we've been married. We've been married three years. Ooh. Ooh. 
Ooh, ah, there you go. There you go. Yes. So yeah, but can you remember your phone numbers from the old days? Yeah. Oh, yes. And my stepdad yes. still answers the phone like that. He goes. 300. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, fantastic. Loads of people are going to be ringing your stepdad up now. I think we'll, uh, we'll get James, the technical wizard, to beep that out. So, so if you hear the beep, she did say a number, but uh, we just want to leave her stepdad alone. For goodness sake, leave him alone. Um, but yes, uh, that's why I was being cagey about my number. But. Oh, yeah. What else have we had? Um, right, now this one is... Uh, a bit of a, a, a mind. Um, I, think, I don't know if James is going to bleep that out. He seems to be quite bleep happy with the swearing. Well, why not? It's going to be a. He's going to bleep. Um, and this is something about Ragnarok. Have you ever heard of Ragnarok? You know about Ragnarok? I know about Ragnarok. What's Ragnarok? Why didn't you tell us? It's it's the end of the world in the Nordic mythology, and and all the giants and everyone just fights, and then everyone dies. That's exactly Ooh. what I've got written down here. Yes. <laughs> End time will happen. Oh yeah, no, but then why is the number three significant to Ragnarok? Oh, I don't know. Ah. Tell me, I do not know that. You don't know. No. Okay. Um, the way James asked me to say this, I've actually ruined um, because I was supposed to mention it, and then you were supposed to go, "Oh, that sounds like something else," um, but I've done it wrong. So I'll just tell you. But that's nice, isn't it? Anyway, um, Ragnarok. <laughs> Um, is the it was when the end time will happen after three continuous winters? Oh, oh I see. So, do, what, what popular pop culture thing do you think that it's very Game of Thrones? Exactly. Very Game of Thrones. Yes. Sort of massive winters that go on and on and on for years and years. That's right. That's right. Uh, so maybe it's Ragnarok. Ragnarok. Your James was James wanted me to say. He said, "Right, write this down. I want you to say." what happens after three continuous winters and then and someone to say Ragnarok well no he wanted someone to say Game of Thrones and I was going to uh, go no it's Ragnarok, Ragnarok. <laughs> but what I did was who knows what Ragnarok is <laughs> but you did how, yeah, so how yeah, do you, you know did. about Ragnarok uh, because I um, went to a very weird school where we did a lot of alternative learning and I was involved in a real Ragnarok where I was a giant and I had to die in it Oh my goodness! You've actually participated. I've participated in, in, Ragnarok. in Ragnarok. You've done Ragnarok. I've done yeah. Ragnarok. My goodness, what's, that's amazing! And yeah. um, <laughs> uh, again, I don't want to ask you personal details about where you went to school or anything like that. But um, it sounds was it was it a Steiner by any chance? Yes, it was. Yeah. I thought uh, I, I've got family members who went to Steiner. I didn't myself, but uh, yeah. So I yeah. know all about the Steiner. Yeah, all about that. But it's quite. It's a, it's a no, nice. It's good. I know weird stuff. But it doesn't help me in my daily life at all. Uh, but in this situation it's helped me because I knew about Ragnarok there you go, there you go. Boom. that's the great thing about knowledge is you just never know when it's going to come in handy yeah. I mean if there was any use if what we are doing serves any purpose whatsoever um, then it was useful yes and that's exactly. great right. but you Tim you didn't know what Ragnarok was for I did not say. know but I didn't know what Game of Thrones was you did yeah, you well did done. that's good that's good so, we're all into comedy yes yes we're all yes, yes. yes. we are yes. We, we love it we, we love we love laughter and we love uh, trying to get uh, something enjoyable out of this day's <laughs> daily drudgery. Um, but why is there a comedy magic rule of three? You know about the comedy I magic have, rule of three. I've heard yeah, it, yeah, I'm yeah, familiar yeah. with it. Yeah. Why do you think just... Well, it's, it's a rule, isn't it? So it's obviously a rule which people have come by and obviously tried different, different ones. Go, let's, let's make it seven, let's make it seven. Man, it didn't work. Let's make it two. Mm, didn't quite land. 
So three just seems to be the right number for most most sketches and most gags. Yes, it's, it's just the right. It's right for the payoff, and and it's you know it's enough build up as well. Yeah, I think just to, to clarify, listeners, if uh, just in case uh, some have never come across the rule of three, it's uh, pretty much what Tim just said. It's like you try something, you set it up another time, but then the third time, that's when you write your funny line. You, you, you don't ever do uh, set something up and then say the funny line next, or you don't leave it going on for too long. It's not funny for some reason. It's always funny the third time, and uh, I don't know. I don't know if there's. Uh, maybe there are psychologists who could probably sort of investigate that, but I've got no idea why it, it, it works, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, just yeah. does. It just does. To, we uh, one of our chuckle duster improv games that we play. Um, uh, we call it Ding. Um, some people call it New Choice. Um, there's lots of different names for it depending on who's performing it, really. Um, but it just involves. Uh, some of you may. We do have videos out on our YouTube channel um, of us playing it. But you are just when the MC shouts "ding," you have to think of a new choice. Um, so, uh, do you want to shout "ding"? And I'll give you an example. So, if I'm yesterday, I went out for a pizza. Ding. I went out for a curry. Ding. I went out and I was mugged by a pizza delivery man. Ding, ding, ding. There we go. <laughs> see, we don't add those dings, okay. Tim. But Rule yeah, three. yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, now, I don't know if that was necessarily that funny. But I was just doing it to uh, give an example of the magic rule of three. And there's something about that being mugged by a pizza delivery man line, if it is funny at all, and I'm not saying it is, is only funny in the third position. Yeah. If it was done first and then you said curry and pizza, it just, yeah. it just, I don't know. I don't know why that is. Um, yeah. That's why it's a rule. Spooky. That's why three is spooky. That's why. Uh, yeah. I forget to intellectually consider that a lot and then I look back over the stuff I've written and it almost always falls into that unless it's Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I don't really think about that but then the, the, the bits that I show to someone and they laugh at are always by mistake like that with the three. It's interesting you write something and then if you get it up on its feet and you go, ah, oh, that's, that's too much, I'm layering the joke too much. If you go back to the rule of three, then you're, then you're back in the right position. Yeah. And yeah. Hit the right moment. And I think it's amazing how long the audience or the listener or the viewer of the comedic piece can hold on to the se- sequence. Um, you know, you can stretch a rule of three over an entire field. Yeah. You know, you could sort of, you know, like... Um, have uh, someone sort of introduce in the film, oh, this is my Ming vase, it's a priceless Ming vase, and someone knocks it at, in the first scene, well, oh, that was close, um, and then sort of halfway through the film, because someone knock it again, oh, that was close, and you can, right at the very end of the film, you can have, you know, someone coming in with a gun, they miss, and they shoot the vase, and it will be funny that third time, and people have held on to that rule of three, that whole film, it shows how sophisticated... You know, even, you know, just like audiences are, no matter what your education, you're, you're very sophisticated in terms of comedy. I don't like the idea of dumbing down or, you know, you're sort of just trying to spoon feed the audience. It should sort of make, make people wait for things and uh, try and uh, try and give them something a bit, bit more yeah. challenging. And it's always worth it, I think. Yeah. Now, this one's got nothing to do with three. Nothing to do with three. Um, if you could be a genius um, in any field... What would you be? I'd just like to be a genius in any field. Right. <laughs> That'd be great, no? Yeah. Well, I suppose, yeah, you'd be, probably enjoy it, wouldn't you? Yeah. yeah. Oh, genius. Oh, what do you 
necessarily enjoy it because like Ronnie O'Sullivan I don't know if you're into snooker at all but Ronnie O'Sullivan okay he is a genius at snooker he is a genius there's this word called Wu Wei and it's about Wu Wei it's about being in the moment um, and when you see someone who is 100% in the moment it's the most beautiful thing to watch and I think watching Ronnie O'Sullivan do a 147 is just incredible it's like I think as an actor you can learn from that you sort of think he's yeah. not thinking he's just doing yeah. he's there he's from one moment to the next flowing it's an incredible thing to see so would you think uh, do you think you would I go down a sporting route either of you or do you sort of go down an academic route or you could have any skill I would like to be um, a genius at archery and like zen arts and be able to do the like jumping up the walls like they do in the films right. oh yeah. fantastic sort of like yeah. a crouching tiger hidden dragon yes, kind like of thing that. Kind uh-huh. of half flying half oh, wow. jumping well, that's, that's pushing genius to its full extent there, <laughs> yeah. really, isn't it? That's not just breaking the laws of physics, which only a genius could really learn how to do. How about you, Tim? I think I'd, I'd like to be a genius author, someone who could create brilliant stories that everybody loves and it, and it means something to everyone. Can even you know, The best stories can even be helpful to people in some, some way. I think that's what I'd choose. Right. Have you got any particular authors that you sort of... Uh, believe uh, are uh, are in that sort of uh, category who are sort of touched by genius. Yes, yeah. I mean, there's there's people like Charles Dickens and Shakespeare. For me, um, I love John John Steinbeck, who uh, wrote Gregs of Wrath and Mice and Men, because his. I think what I really liked about him is it's quite quite simple his stuff, but he, he just had a really good good, good sort of eye for, eye for things. Without being patronising or being too intellectual, mm-hmm. it's just a story anyone can sort of understand and, and, and get down with. This has been a fun, really. I always wanted to be able to speak every language in the universe. Oh, yeah. That would be good. That's a, a good, good one, one. Well. yes. Because <laughs> it's actually cheating. Because I actually get to learn that there is life elsewhere in the universe yeah. with one wish. Oh. Yeah. So. Oh, I see what you did there. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, like I want to speak every language. But the yeah. trouble is, like, you know, sometimes with um, these um, cautionary tales about, oh, you get what you yes, wish for. Yes, it could be, uh, yeah. It could, that might be too King much. Midas with the gold, you know, um, it could, could be like... Too greedy. You may, may not even work with your anatomy. You know, yes. You the alien tongues that you can't really say with a human tongue. Yeah, and I don't, try... Just don't try do to it, say, Joel. No. Don't do it. All right, then, fine. <laughs> it's not but worth it. I did have a good name. Um, if I learned, if I, you know, I'd sort of be a comic book, I think I'd probably be a bad guy. I was going to be called the cunning linguist. Hey, <laughs> not bad. Yeah, not that's bad. pretty good. Because uh, people would think it'd be something else, but I wouldn't vote. I'm not. I'm not that dirty. We have got uh, one more, and um, I do know this is from uh, Mark, um, who's a, a member of the Chuckle Duster family. He's uh, one of our technical wizards and takes loads of photographs for us. He's a wonderful guy. Um, Mark would like to know what would happen on the first um, manned crude exhibition to the sun I think they'd all burn to death <laughs> but that's probably well, not the best sort of conversation starter well, well, well be, be optimistic about the, okay. uh, the journey I think first you know and if, if, you, if you got there and you start to get a little bit sweaty and, uh, uh, and you know if, if you get a bit uncomfortable maybe, maybe turn back and go we're not ready for this we're not ready for this mission to, mission to the sun but you never know in, in, a, in a few years time a set few years time 50 years time we may have developed so far that we could you know, travel around the sun without breaking the sweat. Cool. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds quite like we're ready to do it. Yeah. Well, well yeah. let's go. 50 years. Let's go. 50 years, well, yeah. but, you know, yeah. Yeah. Right, the three of let's us. go. Yeah, three let's of us. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, we might be. I mean, we're all young now, but, I mean, well, I'm not as young as I used to be. But, um, 
Mind you, but the thing is, in 50 years' time, we may have developed some kind of um, pharmaceutical uh, elixir of youth that keeps us within this youthful um, phase, in which so that we could be us going to something. Mean, we're definitely moving to a different topic now, but I mean, and we'd ruin it by burning to death on the sun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Would there be any purpose of going to the sun? Would we learn anything by sending humans to, to the sun? You could get very long prongs out of the window of the spaceship and do a lot of barbecuing sausages. Yes, and, and take them back. My goodness, that would be incredible. Like, that's barbecue. Like, there's, there's no going to be no running out of space on the barbecue. That is true. You can have a very varied barbecue. You could just pop to the sun, do a barbecue back four minutes tops well I can make your dreams come true if that's something you really want I mean not, I'm not actually going to give you anything um, just I don't want to build your hopes up but I can <laughs> tell you something that might make this particular dream more closer, closer to reality there are solar powered barbecues fucking yes yes <laughs> shit I think they probably wouldn't work on a nice rainy day like today yeah, in East uh, London yeah, yeah. You might be struggling yes but they use mirrors I think um, to um, deflect, you know, to point the sun's rays up onto whatever's cooking, and it sizzles away. I think you wow. can. Wow! Yeah, I can do that already. Yes, you yeah. can. I'm going to do that. Problem uh, solved. You Problem probably solved. have to live in Arizona or something yeah. for it to work all the time. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I've been to Arizona. Actually, lovely, lovely place, and they it really is. I was really surprised. I'm not surprised, but I was just you know I didn't really know what I was going to expect. And Arizona was really very, very sunny. Um, and they've got big solar, um, uh, huge, in the middle of the desert, they've got this enormous solar farm. Wow. Um, and it's quite a sight to behold, actually. I think it's um, one of Obama's sort of things. But right, we're going to use that Arizona sun. And it's kind of weird. You, you've got, that's like a proper desert. Yes. It's just yeah. sand yeah. in as far as the, the eyes can see. Like, have you ever been in a desert? I've never been in a desert. No. Except... Uh, Kew Gardens as a sort of desert area, but, but no, no, I haven't. That's one of the most middle class things I've ever heard. Yes, uh, yes, well, you know. But, you know. I felt I had to say something. <laughs> you did, you did. Yes, I did in the desert, of course. Kew Gardens. <laughs> Superb. Uh, how about you, Genevieve? I've never been in a desert, but I always wanted to see one of those big cactuses, so I'm hoping to get to a desert soon. Lovely. Actually, I don't think I saw any of those big... Yeah. Oh, come on. If That's I... one of the trademark things. Yeah, but if I did, I must have forgotten about the... You Maybe... wouldn't forget a big cactus. No, I wouldn't. But they are phenomenal. Do you know what? This is sort of... One of my, the things I remember the most about being in Arizona, uh, we were stopped off... Because uh, we did a big road trip. And we stopped off at, um, at a gas station. Uh, that's a, a petrol and um, uh, we stopped off at this petrol station and um, there was a big queue uh, for the toilets Um, and um, uh, this lady came in she saw the big queue for the toilets and uh, she was you know she was heartbroken Uh, she really needed the toilets and this this queue um, you know it was like oh no oh oh, no and um, but uh, my wife Emma was at the front of the queue and um, said, uh, could see how desperate this poor lady was and said, uh, all right, in you go. And she, and this lady was like, thought that, you know, what Emma had done was like the kindest act that <laughs> had ever been bestowed. I mean, she was obviously very grateful. But she came out, hands washed, obviously. She went out and she got, see, have you ever seen grapevines? It's just an American sweet. No, never seen them. It's like um, a, a tube, uh, a gelatinous tube. 
there's sort of you think oh, I don't like these a bit then you read the whole packet yeah. one of those <laughs> and you can sip your soda through the through the tube it's like oh cool really, yes that's really cool. bad for you <laughs> um, but um, but that does not I mean there was not she didn't have many options in the service station it was all kind of of that level and uh, she went up and she bought Emma a, a packet of grapevines for, for letting her have a wee a wonderful lady really nice you know so um, I wonder if that's got something to do with all the sun in Arizona it makes people I think so. happy and generous yeah um, I definitely feel more generous on sunny days yes I do I get quite mean on dark days do you yeah, yeah. I get a bit bored of the sun after a while no I'm sort do of, you I'm made for the winter yeah. oh gosh yeah. are you yeah. well, that's winter. interesting that's yeah. controversial yeah. winter is coming there we go. There we yep. go. <laughs> oh. Registered trademark to uh, <laughs> Game of Thrones. Um, so, what, how do you like to spend a winter's uh, day or evening then, Tim? I just like I, like, I just like a fire, and I like I like the coziness of being inside when it's cold outside. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't even mind venturing outside. But I just I'm just I just can't handle the heat. You know, I, just, right. I just I can't I can't I can't think. I can't think. I think it's much better to like if you've got lots of stuff to do. It's much better in the winter than uh-huh. in the summer. But that's just me. Yeah. I mean, I'm you know I'm not condoning that as such. Uh-huh. But that's just me. Okay, okay. <laughs> Genevieve, uh, do you like to spend a nice winter's evening, or, or, or is it so ghastly you can't even think about it? No, I do like the coziness. Once I'm there in the middle of it, it's all right. My my beef with winter is the fact that you have to put on so many clothes, and you've got to just put them all on mm. in the morning, and you can't find stuff or doesn't go together, and in the summer. You just put on a pair of shorts and a t-shirt, and away you go. You don't need to think about that. Yes, I feel I, free. I do. I do. You know agree. what I mean? I, I get in the winter. I get really uh, like you're so you're you know you're, you're prepared to be outside. You're wrapped up, but you get inside. All the central heating's on, just and so it feels like you're you've got bird flu. You know, yeah. like you're just like so. I've got to get all this stuff off straight <laughs> yeah. away. It's horrible. Like, it's a real. I get really claustrophobic and panicky, and I'm yeah. in somebody's. I'm a guest in someone's house, and I'm stripping. All this yeah, horrible, sweaty, <laughs> pallid mess on their carpet. <laughs> Only happened once. Memories, memories. If I said, "What do you know about the number three? What uh, what would you have? What could you come up with?" Advertising uses it a lot as well. I think. Um, I think there are often, in a similar way to comedy, the way they grab an audience is by some sort of rule of three, even if it's not obviously funny. Mm-hmm. Not one rabbit, not two rabbit, but three rabbits. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to think. That's uh, yeah. I, there must be something about it. I, if it works for comedy, but it's also you know very kind of uh, it works well in, in, in sort of a spiritual dimension as people oh. try to understand their place in the universe. Something about the number three has mm. has spoken to them, and I can't work out. And I don't think we're going to find any answers right here, right now. But. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what you think, listeners. If you've got any idea why three might be a significant number, don't just go on Wikipedia, because we could do that. We could do that right here, right now. And I could go on Wikipedia and pretend that I've just had this incredible referenced thought. An right. interesting fact. In 1942, on January the 12th, <laughs> yes. the number three. Yeah, interesting uh, Number three, disambiguation uh, <laughs> used in... Yes. Um, BLT, bacon, lettuce and tomato. Bacon, lettuce, tomato, absolutely. There's, yeah, it's something... Yeah, um, in what's it acronym? So ac- no, is that an acronym? A BLT? Was that that you take the first letters and you you put them together to remember? They are yeah, you know, JVC, uh, oh, yeah. JBC, 
KFC. No, uh, no, 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 there are millions of these. I mean, we, yeah, we should just be and, and in slogans, it's used a lot, isn't it? If you, you know, Tony Blair, education, education, education. Yes, yes. Right at home. Barack Obama, change we need. Yes, yes, we can. Yes, we, we can. can. Unlike it's USA, like yeah. USA, it sort of, it just... It just works. Yeah. Works, it's just a number that works. Maybe there doesn't need to be. And, yeah, maybe trying to understand it is... Almost pointless. The only reason it's successful because people say USA. Oh, that sounds nice. Let's say USA. Just say it. Let's just enjoy yeah. it and just stop going on about it. Stop <laughs> making podcasts yeah, about the bloody number three. <laughs> Maybe that's why. I don't know. Um, but it's because uh, I don't know. Yeah, these things like USSR. And there was something. Yeah, I mean that doesn't really roll off the tongue, does it? USSR. Yeah. And maybe that's yeah. why it crumbled. Yeah, that's probably the reason for it. Yeah, I think so. If it was just USR, the, the Union of Soviet Republics, so they just left socialism out. But then it probably yeah, yeah. wouldn't have been of its nature, would it? it may have still been around. It might have still been around. <laughs> Again, it's a bit political. Um, don't uh, venture too much into that realm. Uh, we all have views, but it's probably best to keep it light. Keep it light. Okay. Well, that's wonderful. That's us talking about the number three. Um, next time we'll be talking about the number four uh, and things that relate to that. Uh, if you do have uh, a particular question that you'd really like to ask uh, us on a Chuckle Duster podcast, um, please do tweet us at Chuckle Duster One uh, using the hashtag CD Podcast. And um, yes, and uh, we'll take um, the best of your questions and we'd love to have a natter about them. Um, but in the meantime, thank you very much to Genevieve Steele. Thank you. And to Tim Gutteridge. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, we'll speak to you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.